0: I, I got on Korn's Wikipedia page because I was on one of those weird Wikipedia spirals and I found myself looking at the the page for, oh, I never know how you say his name. It's like H.R. Geiger or Geiger.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, you said that guy. one of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. One of those
0: <laughs> is right. And apparently the lead singer of Korn commissioned him to make a custom mic stand. That was like extremely Pre, upsetting and sexual. Oh yeah, yeah. it's gotta yeah, be that's a what he big does. Wiener, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, well, again, it's a, there's it, Giger <laughs> playing the hits. He's not, he's yeah, not, he's not. <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> yeah, no, this microphone looks like. Hey, a, Do you guys love big dick? <laughs> and, with on a machine?
1: <laughs> what do you think about a robot with a
0: fat dick,
1: <laughs> big skeleton dick?
0: you <laughs> <laughs> like bones? Maybe there's boobs in there. A dick with <laughs> boobs. You ever thought
2: about it? Giger! Yeah! <laughs> so
0: this is a corn concert.
2: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm gonna sing into this dick now. <laughs> All right, kids, kittens. It's Saturday morning, Tuesdays. The adult podcast about children's cartoons. Uh, I'm Rory. I'm Andy. I'm Austin. It's uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a week of uh, vibing high on the on the good on the good bird on the big thick bird. <laughs> You know what we're doing. You know what we're talking about. The Vibing powerful high. thick bird
1: that we're thankful for.
0: Oh, thanks, thick bird. The big
1: grateful <laughs> thick bird we call Thanksgiving. Oh, can you pass some of the thick bird? <laughs> <laughs> this big juicy chunk. Now
0: I like the thickness.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm thankful for each and every thickness. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so we all we all know we all know that it's uh, it's a uh, it's a week it's a uh, uh, it's good for food. We we also I
1: just need to pop in here for a second. We have not recorded in like a month.
0: <laughs> no, that's that should be that should not be clear at this point in the recording. No. <laughs> oh no! Oh my god! Well, the thing is, I uh, I'm not. I'm not sure what to. What, I don't know what Thanksgiving means anymore to me. Like, I don't know what spirit I'm supposed to have. Like, am I supposed to be excited about football more now, or is it still the thick bird? Uh, is you, it f- you just double down on thick bird, man.
1: Well, like, you know, when the, a bunch of a bunch of childless bachelors hit their like thirty third, thirty fourth, thirty fifth Thanksgiving, you know, uh-huh. it's 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 not it's in a limbo, right? It's about it's about Not trying to get into an argument, eating the food, you know, and (laughs) then it's about
0: pacing yourself too, because you can't pack it in like a young buck anymore. You can't you can't just like you can't go hog on the thick bird the way that you want. And I mean uh,
1: it makes we are we're the thick birds
0: now. Uh, Oh you either die a chicken or live long (laughs) long enough (laughs) to see yourself become a thick bird. My well,
1: favorite Sesame Street character, by the way.
0: Mm, yes, <laughs> that is a Thick Bird. I love when they changed his name to appeal to Gen Z. <laughs> <laughs> With two C's, yeah. I um, and and I mean, there's also like, I don't know. There's there's like Thanksgiving's got sort of a shitty American history, so I'm always kind of like, like it's like when you know the Columbus Day shit rolls around, and you're like, man, what. Why are all my holidays making me feel like such a downer these days? Like I'm just like, like, do we have any good ones anymore? And this one at least you get thick bird and there's maybe some football. Uh, It's the same. It's the you've got to just Christmasify. You do take out all the junk, all the all the worship of Mm -hmm. of trees and Jesus, and just be like, the lights are pretty, man, and I got my mom a gift. Wait, that can be okay. Yeah,
1: are you? Are you saying that Andy needs to learn the true meaning of Thanksgiving?
0: <laughs> he does need to learn the true meaning of Thanksgiving. Is that it's kind the of great our Thanksgiving, theme? Charlie Brown?
1: Is that our theme for this week? Is that we need to make sure that Andy learns the true meaning of Thanksgiving by the end of this episode?
0: I sure as hell better. To appreciate the bird. Yeah. Or whatever the meaning might be. Or how I learned to stop worrying and love the bird. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Thick love. Um, we. We wanted to we wanted to do a little something this week for Turkey Day for the thick bird, which I'm gonna keep saying until it's not funny anymore. Probably already happened. No, but no, no, no. It's just oh. as good as it's just as good as turkey. The, got it. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and famously, turkey is great the next day on sandwiches. So like, mm-hmm. it has a staying power.
1: Oh, a next day thick bird sandwich.
2: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
0: I mean, what do you think that? What do you think? What do you think the the pilgrims called it the first time they watched?
2: They watched that
0: bouncy boy strut across the <laughs> the florist floor. They didn't say, "I'm calling that turkey." They said, "Look at that thick bird." They mate. said, "Low, <laughs> low, they said, There's low. a thick bird." <laughs> said, I, "I got a new bride." <laughs> Move over, Hilda. Um, no, we wanted to. Uh... <sighs> I guess go back to 90s Fox. And we wanted to watch a couple shows that had Thanksgiving episodes. And one of them we just can't make a big deal out of because we've completely avoided watching it in the many years of our podcast and we you know we're just going to drop it in referencing like it's nothing it
1: like every other episode. <laughs> yeah.
0: Probably. We're we're just going to drop it in like it's nothing because we watched the Simpsons today and also King of the Hill again. Yeah. Because King of the Hill we can't escape it and no, and as the, long as Rory is part
1: of this show, <laughs> we will be watching King of the Hill at least once a
0: year, probably <laughs> feed it, feed there him you know. his king <laughs> Taste the meat, not the heat, baby. <laughs> what does that mean? That's for propane grilling,
1: right, I guess with enough
0: clean yeah, propane. propane, yeah, yeah, you cook a thick bread.
1: Oh my goodness,
0: yeah, yeah, so we
1: did Simpsons and King of the Hill, and we did the Thanksgiving episodes.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to learn something today. But I
1: think you are, because generally you just, you know, know very little about the world.
0: <laughs> and I'm really and so, good in school. Right. I'm going to say that we're going to dive. Is that right? Is it good? Yeah. Uh, let's, could we gobble? Wait,
1: let's, oh. let's say Grace first. Let's oh. gather around and say grace uh, around the now table. You start. Okay. <laughs> um, dear, dear, the the canonical God of this podcast, Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs> uh, yes.
1: Yeah. We love you. We think you're doing such a great job. Heck of a job, Jesus. And we have all this food and us friends are all, all gathered around. And as we say, um, Let's dive right in. And as
0: he said (laughs) on the first eve, so (laughs) shall we now. Let's dive right in. welcome back welcome back isn't that theme so nostalgic you know it you love it it's the simpsons the simpsons and we watched it we watched it we finally did it uh but we went deep we went deep in the back in the back and the we we asked if we had more simpsons in the back and the do we want to share a little bit about how the thick bird gets cooked just because you know it's the fucking simpsons yeah and yeah it it, it, it is one we we haven't been watching um Part of it's because in the podcast space, uh, it's not, you know, it, it's there. It's present for anybody looking for for, for Simpsons stuff. Yeah. Um, part of it's because it's like when you're just doing a show where every week you watch some ding dong, <laughs> some <laughs> ding dong and his wheeled warriors get into trouble. <laughs> When's the right time to... Climb Mount Everest. Yeah, I know sure. it's really, it's really weird. And yeah, we ended up opting for sort of a a, a I don't know, like a non, a, a it. non. Yeah, just drop it. Let's do it. Let's just do it. It's yeah. got holiday episodes. It's a show it has we holiday episodes. Like to do ass. on our show, so let's do it. Right, it just feels
1: right to pair with King of the Hill. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. we're we're airing these in the sort of way that it would have done in the old way,
2: in the old ways. <laughs> Where it's yeah. a Simpsons
1: episode followed by a King of the Hill episode. It's just like your animation Sunday nights, right? Saturday? Yeah.
0: Well, Sunday yeah. night, yeah. Sunday night, yeah, yeah. Was it course. called did they call it animation domination? Is that Later. what it was? Later. Right, right. right. It right. wasn't right. always. Sometimes it had a few other shows that were not. Mm-hmm. Like Malcolm was on. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: I yeah. So the the with the Simpsons, I feel like, and and this is part of our like reluctance to do it. For the show in that with the, I guess the joke per minute or the, the style of humor with the amount of like good visual gags or like mm-hmm. way that just the delivery from the voice actors or the timing, all of it, the joke per minute quotient, we just can't list everything we no. like. You know, we can't just go through and being like this was a funny part, followed by this also being a funny part.
0: Like, yeah, and it's and it definitely would become edit hell as we for sure just drop half the episode as clip cut ins and. and, Although I, I had sort of forgotten just how subdued the early seasons came. Yes, yes. Yes. So that is true as well. That's that's partially why I suggested this episode, because uh, we, one of the things that we talked about is that if we ever wanted to jump in and do The Simpsons, we'd probably want to do the early shit because it's weirder and everyone forgets how it is and it's different. But it's but it's like it, it wasn't not cartoonish, like from the right. very first season, maybe the very first episode, we've got, you know, Homer throttling Bart as a laugh line, right? Like right. it was right. always a cartoon. Um, but yeah. yeah, but some episodes really lean away from anything sort of. Obviously cartoony.
1: They well, what it is is they have more moments of sincerity, right? Yeah. There's a little more moments where things breathe, where things aren't sort of snapped along at a very sort of tight pace with a high joe per minute. They let sincere moments breathe a little more. Sure. And I I, I mean, I think I'm torn, right? Because I don't love going back and re watching the earlier reps, because really it's like season three through ten or whatever is like some of the best content that's ever been made. Um
0: and... yeah but it's 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 interesting how different the style is while still being recognizably the Simpsons yeah, right because totally. if anybody's if anybody's ever I'll I'll say this if you've never gone back and watched early Simpsons definitely try it it's all on Disney Plus now because Disney owns the Simpsons Which makes a lot of jokes, like, really strange in retrospect if you're watching this show, because they really clowned on Disney a lot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and it's also (laughs) super sad to see whatever new content they're putting out on Disney Plus that has The Simpsons on it. And it's like, Maggie hangs out with the Marvel characters. It's like, (laughs) what is happening? This is so weird.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but but the early shit is interesting. And Lisa I think and her it's... best
1: friend Elsa, Frozen. <laughs> what are they gonna do this time? <laughs> it's like, what?
0: What? Do you want to build a saxophone? That's good. <laughs> oh God, I should write for the Simpsons. I okay. Let's let let's let's just sort of leave it at this for for now that. We'll we'll, we're going to talk about what's weird and different about the this early season as we get through this episode, which is season two, episode seven. So it's not season one, but it's season two. It's still very much in that same vibe. It is called Bart versus Thanksgiving. I've got a synopsis when he is blamed for ruining Thanksgiving. Bart runs away and finds a soup kitchen and some homeless men. Eventually, Bart returns home intending to apologize but has last-minute thoughts and climbs to the roof of the Simpsons' house where he hears Lisa sobbing. He apologizes to her and the family enjoys a meal of leftovers. That is a fascinatingly unbalanced summary because I feel like it talks about the first, like, two minutes and the last, like, three minutes. And this is kind of the point. But we'll talk about it. I I think this is a, a fascinating episode because it is... It it sort of to me the big the the biggest jarring thing about about the early seasons is that the kids actually feel like kids and not adults in kid bodies,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, because that's how it feels later, right? Like Bart and Lisa are very much like like they might be immature sometimes, but they don't react like kids react. They react like sarcastic people, um, and they're they have a like the inciting incident on this is a very kid argument and reaction and I thought it was interesting to see, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They
1: weren't, I don't know, running a underground laboratory for, you know, I don't know, some sort of high concept. Yeah. You know, episode but I was looking, thought. I was
0: thumbing around what was going on in this season. And uh, there's still some high concept shit. The very next episode is the one where Homer jumps the, the, uh, the Springfield Gorge. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, I don't know, maybe maybe it was a conscious choice for Thanksgiving that they wanted to kind of take it down and and do something more grounded. But um,
1: yeah, the thing I think they achieve here and we, I guess we can go kind of high concept for a minute. But I think the thing they achieve here is the right balance of schmaltz. I, yeah. I think that maybe season one it wasn't wasn't fully in, you know, like it would go a little more formulaic with with the schmaltz like it would come in a little more like
0: it had you know, yeah it had cutesy moments
1: yeah mm-hmm. but i would say this this gets a lot closer to i don't know i felt like it had earnestness, a really cl- a earnestness real... without without sacrificing it's like sardonic wit you know yeah like, right 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 it's a yeah. clean ending right i feel like it wraps up it's really like i don't know clean it just feels clean
0: i think in this a good, is probably in a good way one of the earliest episodes where the characters feel like people or like, like characters that have like, you know, hearts, I guess like it's in there earlier, obviously, but like the, the scenes at the end with like with Bart and Lisa and like, there's moments with Homer and Marge, and like Marge's Marge's family, and like there's like a lot of really good character moments that the I don't know. The whole family they... dynamic of Marge's larger family, as well as with Abe, is a lot more is a lot richer. Like that yeah. definitely gets flanderized out of the show, where like yeah. Patty and Summer are just are just thankless harpies all the time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And in this one, they they suck, but they suck in a believable way that you're related to somebody, and yeah. the love and the love is is still there, and it's a dynamic that has to be navigated.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Yes. Like so the, the the big thing at the beginning of this episode, right, is that is that Lisa has been working for days and days, I guess, on this Thanksgiving centerpiece that she has crafted that's like a uh an, an homage to like famous women of, of the United States or whatever who've made a difference in the past. And yeah, and including
1: it, like Georgia O'Keeffe. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's it's great because that's like I don't know. It's 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 great to have that that central piece of Lisa so intact Yeah, early and on. again this is again I mean I don't want to I don't want to beat this horse dead too early. Um Lisa's sort of uh you know lib cuckiness is another thing that's going to get <laughs> flanderized. Yeah, uh, and and here it felt I don't want to say childish exactly, but this uh, the way that a a kid it just, it, it felt more real. It felt more authentic and not just, uh, you know, somebody being kind of, a being a, a, a vegan killjoy, uh, over yes. everything. It's yes. just like, she just sure. has, she has strong opinions about things and that's a, that's good.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, there's also a line at the beginning because there is, I guess, a, I don't know, like a warning sign. There's like a, a pre argument. There's this sort of early argument sure, in the episode. The for- The glue over the glue, (laughs) right? So, (laughs) so Bart has glue and Lisa was using this glue for her diorama, which we kind of pieced together, uh, later, but they're just fighting over glue. And there's a line here about
2: dad, this isn't about glue.
1: It's about territoriality. He only wants the glue because I'm using it. Oh yeah.
0: Prove it here. Hey man, I don't want your stupid glue.
1: (laughs) You know, I mean, and that. That early is such a strong mm-hmm. Lisa line, right? That is that is
0: so you know. <laughs> I also really liked Lisa. that moment that she yells out,
2: "It's not yours, Bart! This is family glue." It's
0: family glue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. So,
0: so she's been working on this 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 centerpiece, and the moment the one I thought was awesome. So Patty and Selma show up, and then Marge's mom shows up. Um, who is like a ghoul. Like she's I didn't yeah, I didn't remember her being such a yeah, such a villain.
1: Yeah, doesn't she die in like season four
0: or something? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. But like her first line is
2: I have laryngitis, and it hurts to talk. So I'll just say one thing. You never do anything right.
0: It's so real. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but they, they they're they all sitting there and they're like waiting for dinner and lisa comes out and presents her centerpiece and rather than everyone shitting on it like marge is proud homer is like oh wow that's a, that's certainly a thing and patty and selma are also proud because they see Lisa as part of their family and they're proud of her. They think it's really cool, but they're, I mean, they're, they're like, Oh, that's definitely from our side of the family. But like, yeah, the, the core conflict with them in the early seasons is that they just think Marge married a Bobo, the clown, you know? Yes. Um, and, yeah. And, and, and as, and as a show sort of built around Homer Simpson, we're sort of endeared to him immediately. And he's the fan favorite. And, and that makes people who hate him, um, the villain right mm-hmm. that's the the but but yeah it, it's that sort of um it's that it's that dynamic that would uh i think be more expressly uh talked about later with rick and morty where where like you know with the whole jerry beth thing right which just homer yeah he did he sort of knocked i don't remember he doesn't knock her up right out of high school but it sort of implied that they're they'd start dating in high school and Mm-hmm. Young couple. He's just this boob. This boob yeah. she did it in high school. She's locked you chained to for the rest of her life. Yeah. Um uh, they're they don't they wanted more for her. And yes. That's it's it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. It's so funny because there is that there is that golden period of The Simpsons that's so good. But that but even in that period, they've already Lost a lot of this stuff, and maybe it's for the best. Maybe it allows the show to be, you know, what it most famously is. Yeah, but...
1: like sacrifice to keep the machine running, right? Uh-huh. Like, well, the dynamics
0: was... a little too nuanced to to have to expect uh, somebody jumping in in season five to right so Yeah. be there for. Yeah, so, they, yeah. so it's it's it, I I don't know I I I think it's cool. I think like the, the like character stuff they managed to put into the early seasons is really cool even though they become, like, stock characters later. Uh, Also... It's nice. uh, Mm -hmm. Also, like, pretty early on, um, the Simpsons writer's room had a sort of SNL kind of quality. It was both seen as the height of what, you know, you could achieve as a writer, but that it was sort of a come-and-go job. You Mm -hmm. stayed for a period and you left. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, sometimes you're Conan O'Brien or...
0: Yeah, sure. But which is to say that those dynamics... Uh, from the early seasons are going to fade out as new writers go yes. in new directions. Sure. And, yeah. Sure. Yeah. And don't have all of the context or choose not to explore them in the same way anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's also, so there's also like, we get a uh, Homer picking up grandpa from the retirement <laughs> home.
0: And yeah. That sign is so funny. Uh, at the retirement home there's a sign as he walks in that says thank you for not talking about the outside world
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and as as he comes in to pick up grandpa there's this like announcer
0: now before we sit down to our delicious turkey puree I have some uh, happy news the following people have relatives who wish they could be here today Antonovsky Conroy Falcone Martin Thorson and Walsh Oh, and uh, Mrs. Spencer, you too.
2: Oh, I knew they wouldn't forget me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, he, another another place I'd like to give the flowers here a little bit, because this dynamic, while we are familiar with these sort of uh, very... the very grim nursing home uh, sort of setting in a sitcom, mm-hmm. I think the normal dynamic... Is that the old person hates it and yeah, they don't the want to kid be there. is the one who's pushing them to be there. Right. Yeah. And this is the opposite. Homer is the one who's ooged out by that place, and Abe chooses to live there. This and is I where like I that. live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, a much richer comedy space, I think. It is. It is. And and even he, you know, definitely becomes like a fucking goofball over the over the years. But He's just kind of more of a normal old guy in this. And I, yeah. I, I, God, it's just so, it's so different, but, but I like it. I like it in a weird way. Like it's not as funny. Like this episode is it, it, they in, in many, many times a place where a few years down the line, they would put a laugh out loud joke. They instead make you do like a wry well, little smile. Abe, Abe and Homer used to be so nuanced because Abe, mm-hmm. Abe was not a great dad, but he was not cartoonishly awful. He was just kind of shitty. He wasn't Cotton. Yeah, no. he was not he was not Cotton <laughs> Hill. Uh and so they had I think you have to sort of amend amend how that character operates yeah uh, on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So the big the big inciting incident here is that uh while Lisa's doing her presentation of her center centerfold is what I almost said. Oh. That's Ooh. very different That's... and not the meaning of Thanksgiving. No, you uh, know a, a nice a nice full page spread of the Thick Bird. The Thick Bird, yes. <laughs> Bart Bart brings in the centerfold of the Thick Bird. And there's not enough room on the table for the bird and the centerpiece. And so they start fighting, and Bart grabs the centerpiece, and Lisa grabs the centerpiece, and they fight over it, and it goes flying and lands in the uh, in the fireplace that, that Homer was trying to get started. And uh, it serves as the kindling and immediately bursts into flames. And uh, in this moment, which I love, Bart immediately is like, Bitching. and Lisa lets out a very angry kid scream. That brought me back to a place, I guess, yeah. as a younger brother who uh, who remembers being irrationally pissed about something my older brother callously did. Uh-huh. And and just I just implode. Right. Like or I like I just I scream and I'm like, no, 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 I, I can't. And I'd run away. And like it just was fascinatingly authentically kid in a way yeah. that, like I said earlier, not to beat the dead horse. I don't think Lisa would react like this anymore on the show. Maybe not even a season later. But sure. it was fascinating. And she yeah. like ran to her room and Bart was like extremely like what even the fuck's just the, her problem? The physical fighting between Bart and Lisa, I think, mm-hmm. would stop. Like yep. they just don't they don't hit like kids hit any in yeah. later years.
1: Well, and if I can rewind the clock a little bit, uh there's a scene earlier when Marge is preparing dinner I love the scene, yeah. Oh, it's so Matt, good. Bart sort of pays lip service to helping Marge, and I don't remember
0: the setup. Well, he's in just storming through the house, causing it's right. not abject chaos, but he's just being a force of uh, of un, undoing, yeah. sort of, In <laughs> being a kid. He's being a fucking out of control kid.
1: So basically, he gets recruited to help with dinner in one in some way, and it's doing the cranberry sauce, which you know is in a can and is typically the easiest thing to prepare. Yeah. Um, and he just sort of. You know he is uh, right. The the gag of the scene is that he's theoretically helping Marge do this, but every step of the way he's like, "Which drawer? Which can opener? I can't open. Okay, I can't open. The can opener is broken. I can't open it. Um, okay, I plop it into a bowl, and then he leaves before it can even. The one request is please put it in the fridge. <laughs> you know, and he's gone. Right. Yeah. And so Marge has super to
0: super real has to yes. do. She had to
1: open it for him. She had to put it. It's it is <laughs> honestly it's a great scene. It's just again so different because it, it's a lot closer to I don't know like a slice of life like yeah. aren't kids like this like a family <laughs> circus like isn't it <laughs> aren't kids the darndest like yeah. this is a thing they do right yeah and and it's not bad it's not saccharin it's just like
0: it I don't is... know if Groening had kids at the time or if he has kids now I don't know much about his personal life uh, but assu- I could see somebody in the room if it's not him just talking about their kids arguing like it's not your glue it's family glue like that feels (laughs) Uh pulled out of a thing a kid like pulled out of a kid's mouth right
1: or the though the like oh i would help my mom do the cranberry sauce but then i had to you know she had to still had to do all of it for i don't know it's just like
0: yeah it's so it's so extremely uh not upsettingly real because it's it's just it's just how kids are they're thoughtless and and running around you know i mean like they're not they're not gonna be as helpful as you want in the kitchen. And mm-hmm. that sort of observational smile humor is a different kind of humor than this show usually later has. yeah.
1: I don't watch The Simpsons to be relatable.
0: <laughs> I watch it because it's
1: incredibly well written.
0: It's just yeah. Yeah. Uh so I guess it's 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 odd that to big talk said about. The writing on this episode is pretty tight. it it is is. absolutely there's there's the foreshadowing at the beginning with the glue as well as i think um bart's uh you know bart's sort of journey (laughs) to the other side of the tracks yeah uh, we should we should talk about that is it continues to regularly be both sort of literal and and simpsonized into into something funny Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: right so bart is in a place where lisa's in her room skulk skulk not skulking sulking yes Uh, Yes, Lisa is sulking in a room. Bart is about to be skulking um, because he's faced with an ultimatum of like, well, you can apologize to your sister and we can come down and we can actually finish this Thanksgiving uh, or uh, you can stay in your room indefinitely.
0: <laughs> and he's and like, apologize for what? And it's interesting because like, I don't know if that's just him being bullheaded or ignoring, but like, it's obvious what he did. Like, and and they make a whole deal out of this at the end of the episode where he has to like search his mind to figure out why he would apologize. I don't know that I buy it, I guess uh, like kids, I do. Like, I, I might, but like kids usually realize, like I, I get, a, I usually get more of a sense from kids that they just don't want to apologize. They know what they did, but they don't want to. There's Bart that genuinely if, seems like he doesn't know what he did. And well, is he, he does mention specifically the apology being the, the straw that breaks the camel's back. So, uh-huh. that, yeah. uh-huh. um, but, but also what I notice uh, is usually kids want sort of an acknowledgement of the entire history uh-huh. that led up to yeah. led, led to an event where it's like yeah but you did the worst thing the thing that's not allowed so mm-hmm. that's the that's what we're addressing now and they're like no but yesterday when they told me <laughs> i don't like the colors you're using you're like and i don't
1: this, <laughs> right this Stop. vendetta began long ago <laughs> yeah well
0: it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly it's that. that first
1: stone was already cast my friend
0: <laughs> i guess it's that classic thing right of like the the two schools of thought about about like when you do something wrong where like some people react by going you're right i fucked up or whatever and they just immediately apologize or whatever and the other person's like yes that's what i want but some people are like i get that i did something wrong but i want to explain how i got here so that you understand what happened and then the other person's like I don't want to hear excuses. And they're like, I'm not making excuses. I'm just explaining why it happened. You know what I mean? It's that, it's, it's context. That vibe. It's important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's, yeah, that's. I need oh to God. know that
1: I'm not technically wrong when given my reasoning.
0: <laughs> if you understood the entirety of if it, if you knew the lore. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, like, if you so read you Chapter che- House, all of this makes <laughs> sense. <laughs>
1: Uh, so, so Bart decides to, um, you know, when faced with honestly faced with like, yeah, that sort of pig headed like guilt and just not wanting to interact with all of that. Uh, he leaves, he like runs away from home with Santa's mm-hmm. little helper and l- goes off looking for dinner somewhere.
0: Yeah. He ends up in Skid Row.
1: Well, first uh, he winds up in Mr. Burns's house.
0: Oh, that's true. <laughs> For a fun little vignette where he steals a pie off the window and we see we see Burns and, and Smithers uh, having an opulent meal that, of course, Mr. Burns, uh, who weighs 45 pounds, uh, can, barely touches.
1: Yeah, he eats a, a single razor-thin deli slice of turkey <laughs> and that's his whole and meal.
2: And you can and dispose of like, the rest of this. Yeah,
1: and then it's just a whole gourmet, you know, a table and,
0: full of- And funnily, uh, it's suggested that Smithers prepared the whole meal rather yeah. than as some sort of, you know- uh, kitchen staff. catering company yeah, yeah. Yes. entire staff um I I love Mr. Burns line at the beginning here where he says
2: <laughs> mm, delicious smithers every year you outstrip yourself in
0: succulents oh, thank you sir <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and then yeah Bart tries to get to the the one lone pie on the windowsill uh, that Mr. Burns has saved his, you know, saved a little bit left for.
0: And I guess this would be the one super cartoonish element of this episode. It's, it's true. laser grid. The release the, the, windows, the hounds button.
1: And the release of the hounds, yeah. Yeah. Um, there is also uh, the, like, alerts and the cameras go to a security office where one of the security guards is reading Les Miserables.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> Which
1: I just... I don't know. It's just a fun it's, detail. It's just uh-huh. a fun detail because
0: they're always painted as like reading a nudie mag or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Of course. I mean, you could try to do some sort of reading about Les Misérables about stealing food and
2: yeah, po- totally. I'm sure. I'm sure there's poverty.
0: Yeah, I'm sure there's a there's a a, a point in there for a for a short uh, a short lit- video essay oh, oh, oh. a short a short <laughs> literature essay, but like, I still think that the the gag is is not that oh, security guards reading literature it's like it's just it's just a than, yeah it's, it's just, just a fun
1: detail yeah it's yeah, just it's your detail. eye catches les miserables yeah. and you kind of laugh and that's yeah. you know you don't have to overthink it it's not a punchline precisely
0: line. um but that would would be part of what makes simpsons genius right you can yeah. dive into that kind of joke were you right. so inclined
1: yeah so bart escapes from mr burns's house and keeps on looking um, but we do cut away very briefly, speaking of literature references.
0: Oh, you mean uh, like Ginsberg? Yeah, when
1: Lisa <laughs> Lisa's writing a poem uh, of, of anguish in her room and she ends up basically writing a Thanksgiving version of Allen Ginsberg's Howl, uh, where she says, <laughs> I saw the best meals of my generation destroyed by the madness of my brother. My soul carved in slices by sp- Spiky-haired demons. It's stupid. Yeah, it's good. It's funny because I know what Allen Ginsberg, Alan Ginsberg's howl is, and so I feel smart.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like all because, those jokes in Archer, you know, yeah, that are just there right. to make people feel smart. Right. Um, so it
1: it felt good to
0: see. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you you your your belly got full and you did mm, yum 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 ooh
1: yum 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 yum, yum my college degree. <laughs>
0: My culture,
1: <laughs> helped me laugh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. He ends up being in a bad part of town. Uh, He walks in to donate blood because he can get 12 bucks and a cookie. It's and- so funny. No, first, because first he's like, <laughs> "Uh, what is it? Uh, blood. I've got blood. <laughs> 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 and they're paying $12 for plasma. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and we get we get off we get a completely off camera bit that I that is yeah. yes. I think worth dropping yes because uh, it's perfect.
1: Hey, you've got to be eighteen to sell your blood. Let's see some ID. Here you go, dollface. Hmm. Okay, Homer, just
2: relax. Ow. <laughs>
1: It's just I love the and, idea and then, that, and then the out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we never we never see Bart steal Homer's ID, but I love no. just it's that but it's established that, that he, could and he would. Yeah, exactly that, that at any given time Bart almost certainly has some form of Homer's ID on him. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's really um, good. It, it only gives you what you need. I love it. And then and then it pairs well with the fact that like a child has now just given an adult amount of blood <laughs> and so he passes out in the gutter. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a great way to sort of, again, to sort of to cartoonify that that moment. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: especially the like final rim shot of that scene of of him with excited that he has the cookie and then he passes out and Santa's little helper goes to him as if, OK, my little boy is in trouble. And then he you know eats the cookie.
0: Yeah, so it's a helpers a little bitch. <laughs> 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 Fucking God. Um yeah. yeah uh th- he he's found by some uh some local homeless guys. Some Tokyo
1: uh, godfathers.
0: Yes, yeah, so yeah. a, a few Tokyo godfathers find him, uh, and they take him to the mission where they're doing, you know, one of those Thanksgiving meals. Uh and Kent is it Kent Brockman, is that his name? Yep. Yeah. So the the newscaster, Kent Brockman, is there doing one of those make you make you feel good uh, pieces uh, about the mission and just has such a a cutting, incredible series of lines.
1: (laughs) It's a really good wind up. And and I love that, you know, he's doing this kind of.
0: Oh, we have lots of names for these people. Bums, deadbeats, losers, scums of the earth. We'd like to sweep these people into the gutter, or if they're already in the gutter, to some other out-of-the-way place. Oh, we have our reasons. They're depressing. They wear ragged clothes. They're crazy. They smell bad. Hey, listen, man. Wait, I'm going somewhere with this.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't think he really, it really does. No, no, he doesn't. You know, obviously it's a lot more of a commentary on the, the way that we you know, once a year, once or twice a year, sort of make make a token gesture yeah. to poverty mm-hmm. um, without making structural changes. That's the joke. Um, wow. Thanks
0: for getting that. College made you laugh again. College
1: was so good to me. <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh,
0: but my laugh is sad. <laughs> what now, does it mean, Professor? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? <laughs>
1: uh but because Kent Brockman is doing this report uh with T V cameras, we we see that the Simpson household has the TV on and before Lisa can get her howl of Thanksgiving home <laughs> red, Bart uh, takes her center stage yet again by being on the TV and suddenly it's you And know.
0: still not apologizing and laughing yep. at a, about it. Yep. Um uh, the one part in this episode that I thought was kind of rushed through is Bart's change of heart here and deciding to go home. Yeah, uh, because basically he does this like shitty interview and then walks away and I guess just has another half conversation with these homeless guys and suddenly is like feeling bad and gives them all of his money. And well, they walks ask him home. if he has
1: a place to sleep and he's like, oh, yeah, I have a place to sleep. It's this ha- right And I kind of buy that because, right, every kid who runs away from home is great until they realize, like, oh, it's dark and cold and I didn't actually have a plan. Yeah, yeah. For, you know. And so I get that. I would have liked to see that play out a little Mm -hmm. bit. I think seeing that a little more instead of having it be implied, I think we lose a little bit.
0: Yeah. But either way, either way, we end up. He's at home, but he doesn't feel like going in because he's kind of scared of what their reactions are going to be. So he ends up on the roof, uh, and he hears Lisa crying. And it's a really kind of, it's a really sad moment. (laughs) She's writing in her diary and narrating it out loud.
1: (laughs) Dear Log, my brother is still missing, and maybe it's my fault because I failed to take his
2: abuse with good humor.
1: Well like oh well, god it it is yeah that sucks <laughs> um but also it's it's worth mentioning that like the family did you know like they called the cops they like homer yeah. of course has one of the most iconic lines of the entire series in this yes. episode yes yes he does where knowing that bart is is out you know running around in a on the other side of the tracks picks up the phone and says
0: hello operator give me the number for 911
1: <laughs> <laughs> which you know, I think it's just imprinted in my heart yeah. somewhere. Like it's just well, been there. we
0: don't talk about this. And I feel like Gen Z doesn't understand. Let's, let's educate <laughs> Gen Z a little bit because when I, back in my day, we didn't have cool websites. A website was a place you went where some shitlord had made a Geocities site and you could click a link or like 30 different links on there that would download an MP3 file of of a really bit crunched recording of Homer saying this line. And you would download that onto your computer and you would play that MP3 file to laugh from time to time because you oh. didn't have anything better.
1: See, I thought you were doing a lead up to, to the line about operators see gen z when we picked up the phone there was an operator no because that wasn't true
0: for us either
1: i know it wasn't true i just thought that's where you were going and i was going to reprimand you in the same way you did to me
0: but no no but like i'm just i like the the internet used to be full of these weird websites where people were just like best homer quotes and they were just like audio clips right like it was crazy and I had like folders on my computer of like downloaded real real audio files of <laughs> Simpsons quotes.
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and maybe like a winamp skin.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I remember I, I distinctly remember trying to uh yeah, no, go change off, my thing. change my PC, one of my PC sounds that it would normally make instead to having Homer saying, ooh, they have the internet on computers now. Wow! Uh, look, it was a different. You had time. a lot of friends, I bet. Yeah, man, still do, baby. <laughs> still do, baby. All two of them. Oh, you're not the no. best I have.
1: Yeah, you're,
0: that's <laughs> false. False. Okay.
1: Okay. So.
0: Oh, you don't like my digressions about internet?
1: No, no. I thought I, I don't. was supposed
0: to learn the meaning of Thanksgiving. Why don't well, you not, get some of that meaning into your heart?
1: I know it. I know it. (laughs) So, uh, Bart, before even getting up on the roof, he hesitates to get, go through the front door because he has like a kind of like a nightmare vision Mm -hmm. of what would happen if he went inside and like everybody'd be so like, it's very Winnie
0: the Pooh, right? Like guilty, (laughs) guilty, guilty.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it starts in the way that we kind of expected the episode to end. It's almost like, Yeah, it's fun. It's like a a vision of if this was a worse show. Yeah. A formulaic show that's like, he comes in and that's exactly. Right. We get to see that initial moment of the fantasy. We get to see what probably would happen if he had walked through that door. Right. It's pretty realistic. Like they, you know, Marge and Homer would say those things. They'd be very sad. They'd be excited. He's back. And then he'd you know, then it gets kind of like Funhouse mirror, you know, you're, you'll Grovel, never be done
0: for forgiveness. Right.
1: Yeah. Which I get also is nice. I mean, it's nice because we get a little bit of Bart's psyche that this is obviously more than just the Thanksgiving centerpiece. Whoopsie. Totally. You know, like the idea that Bart is always <clears throat> in trouble and always sort of has this sort of maybe residual guilt that no amount of, apologizing will ever be enough for all the mm-hmm. shenanigans that monkey shines he's, he's mm-hmm. gotten up to.
0: He's shined a lot of monkeys.
1: Right, right. And so, you know, he just doesn't see, like, a way to rehabilitate his image in the family. <laughs> and so he continues to, like, avoid it. So, yeah, he sits up on the roof. And and then, yeah, there's that moment. He overhears Lisa, like you said. Mm-hmm. um, And then they
2: communicate. She,
0: yeah, they have this conversation. And Lisa asks, the f- the first thing she does, basically, after being like, oh, my gosh, you're alive and all that. She's like, ask the most pointed question, the most pertinent question. She says,
1: Bart, why did you burn my centerpiece?
0: Oh, come on.
1: Was it because you hate me or because you're bad? I don't know.
0: Oof. And that's, ugh. Because <laughs> she sees those are the, there's the two options. Yeah. And like, I get so it. Adults not ask
1: those questions.
0: Yeah. And he's his answer is fascinating because he says, I don't know. I don't know why I did it. I don't know why I enjoyed it. And he still won't say he's sorry. And so she makes him like, you know, think about it real hard. And and he realizes that he does feel bad for making her feel bad. And and she immediately accepts his apology. And it's like, ah, he's it's discovered so empathy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Achievement unlocked.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm really thankful here, and I realize I didn't mean to use that. But the fact part is,
0: please.
2: (laughs) Well, what I'm about
1: (laughs) what I'm about to say is funny. Funny, I said that because I'm so glad that the 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 core concept was not Bart being unthankful, ungrateful. Yeah, right. That was not the cornerstone, the centerpiece, if you will, of this table of an episode. Mm-hmm. It was it was just empathy. It was like he fucked up on something and he wouldn't apologize because he didn't really see why. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't about learning to be thankful
0: for anything. I know I hate that message on Thanksgiving content. I hate it. Yeah, yeah, we've seen it. It's done. It's And not it's so important. first idea. Yeah, like what's Thanksgiving <laughs> about? Uh, thinking and being thankful. Uh, maybe he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's print
1: it. <laughs> um yeah no instead it's just like a different thing but we still get i don't know it's like a back door into what still feels important to thanksgiving without being preached at about what is what is important i don't know it lets mm-hmm. us like draw our own conclusions and the earlier i was saying that it has felt really clean mhm um and i think what that is is like the most important conversation was Bart and Lisa and yep. they get Away with wrapping the episode by having Homer through a window overhearing this conversation,
0: which and, I actually love. Yeah, same. and and this oh god, because her, him, and Marge are listening to this conversation in the room in their like night clothes, and he looks back and smiles. Do you and mean lo-
1: pajamas or no <laughs> night clothes?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Working on my night clothes. You know what I mean. Uh, No, but he's smiling like such a proud dad smile. And he looks back and he goes, you know, Mark, we're great parents. And I know that's kind of a joke because it's almost like they didn't do anything. But it's not a joke because they raised these kids who, like, solved their own problem. And and I cried. I, like, cried at that moment as I was like, (laughs) Homer, oh, no, what's happening to my eyes? And I was just like... (laughs) I was—I don't know—I was moved in that in that moment, and then they're just eating shitty sandwiches together like a family, and
1: yeah, at at one in the morning or whatever, yeah, right? They're and
0: just like—I think it's the next morning. It's just the next. No, it might be. well,
1: it shows because it pans out and it's still dark.
0: Oh, uh, is it? So the house all is dark. Right, they, yeah, yeah. So because uh, but they never I got like, dinner, right? Sure, I I like to that. That's it's a very Thanksgivingy ending where like all of the all of the. Family members you begrudgingly uh, put up with are no longer present, and you Mm -hmm. just get to have a nice fucking meal. Yep, yeah, and that's also so real. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, it is. (laughs) It's very funny. I mean, both of these episodes cover, and we'll we can talk more about this in our next one. But both of these episodes really go into this, like the idea of Thanksgiving is something you can ruin, Uh and Thanksgiving as this, like, and a, a lot of these, like traditional family gathering
0: holidays,
1: yeah like a having...
0: performative family thing,
1: yeah, and it it seems so weird that like all of the I don't know, I think a lot of us have had examples of of these holiday events going south mm-hmm. because they're the only few that have some kind of expectation that okay, the people who you know live with us or what or, or people who birthed us or whatever like we have to gather and we are just <laughs> going to force a good time to happen. Yeah. Because it's the societal expectation. Yeah. And that's never, you know, it's like a, it's a weird demand.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, it, God. The
1: reason the success rate on a lot of these, these ho- family holidays are, is so low, I guess.
0: Yeah. If you can't do it, the other 364, are you going to do it now?
1: <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> when the, when the pressure's on. Yeah. Right. For perfect serenity. <laughs> And Norman Rockwell togetherness is just like, that's not when it's going to happen.
0: Yeah, you get Allen Ginsberg instead. Sure. Um, I We did uh, Simpsons. Yeah, we did. That was, we talked a lot about it, but we, I, I feel like The Simpsons is very Coming important. Coming
1: up next on Fox, it's King of the Hill. <laughs>
0: No, it's a very important show to me, and so, and everybody that you know, right? I mean, especially <laughs> our age, like in my opinion, The Simpsons might just be one of the greatest <laughs> animation shows of all time. You yeah, sure. I yeah. mean, yes, I'm, yes, yeah, doing no, a big deal. No, piggy no, hell. Hell. no I, I, I got it, but I agree with it too. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, fuck yeah. I want to make some money, and then let's talk about uh, the next Fox, the next show on the Fox lineup. <laughs> Well, ring-a-ding-ding, Austin, my, my sweet. Wow. Yeah, I
1: mean, yeah.
2: <laughs> I, it's, advertisement no, hold time. hold on, Rory.
1: I do <laughs> really like it when you do sort of transform into a rat pack, an old <laughs> member of the rat pack, um, and then treat uh, me like one of, your, one of your floozies. <laughs> you know, it really revs me up. So, (laughs)
0: well, good. Well, I'm glad I like it, Um, and uh, and I would like you to bring all that fluzy energy to our (laughs) listeners. You tell, you tell all of our all of our uh, supporters about uh, frog bumping. Frog, yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, uh, frog. Okay. (laughs) So, I think it's really important in this day and age to have a really strong connection to the brands that you buy. You know, so many faceless corporations and you don't know what you're pumping money into. You don't know, like, what am I paying for? What am I getting? What's the quality, right? Yeah, yeah. These sort of these big companies today, it's like a big black box, and you just don't know, you know, you're putting money into something you just don't understand. And sometimes it's really important to just see explicitly what you're getting, like you Hmm. put money into something and then you can just see the results. You can see the money right there in front of you. Right. Right, Sure. And sometimes it's really important to pay money to see a couple of frogs have sex inside of a Beyblade Arena. And that's frog bumping. It's it's an event that I'm hosting (laughs) in my backyard. (laughs) And this is not—it's not just me. Like you can get a kit, you know. So you're getting a kit. Like you, I'm becoming my own like an event coordinator, basically, right? Uh huh. It's sort of like a tiered marketing um system, you know. You get the frog and kit, and then you can host your own frog bumping event. So you buy the Beyblade arena, you buy some instructions and some bait to lure out frogs from the riverbank um, that are, you know, generally horny enough, but. You also there there's some like special music for them that you can get in the kit. And there's like some aphrodisiacs and like you can kind of make sure the vibes are right. Um, So then so, you know, you lure the frogs out from the riverbank or you separate if they're already bumping and then Mm. you're like, hold on, guys, save this for once I get an arena set up. (laughs) And then you put down the Beyblade Arena and instead of letting them rip. (laughs) You <laughs> let them bump.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, that. but my 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 question is though, when do you, when do you let it rip? Like, when do the Beyblades come out?
1: The Beyblades aren't part of this. <laughs>
0: I mean, the arena be is the Beyblades... just the right vibe and size for right for what yeah, the frogs it's this did. right size for, what...
1: for these are pretty small frogs, right? Um, so yeah, they but... they can fit in the <laughs> arena.
0: But think how cool it would be if the, you got these two frogs bumping and they think they're. Having a good time, and about halfway through, you let it rip, and now they got a bump and dodge.
1: I think that's kind of cruel. I think you could either have it as a, a warm up act. You could let some people Beyblade. You know, you could lure some people in with a promise of playing. You sure Beyblade. you're gonna get a few
0: Beybladers? <laughs>
1: you could get a few Beyblades either either before or after if you can clean up enough.
0: Do uh, I get special music to lure the Beybladers too? <laughs> Maybe some <yeah>. bait. <laughs> some-
1: Bait. Yeah, some Beyblade bait, maybe you know, maybe some ba- maybe some Bakugans on the other side of the street, so they run away from them and into the into the Beyblade area um, before they know it. So they're watching
0: two frogs have sex,
1: right? But so you can put up an event poster. You know, again, this you get to be your own manager for this service, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. You get to like run this this thing how you want. So if you want to put up posters that say, "Hey, you know, frog bumping like." opening act, you know, featuring Beyblade, some Beyblades, um, then you can do that, right? So you can pull people in as the as the opener.
2: Uh, Opening act, some Beyblades! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: That sounds fucking
2: sick.
1: Yeah. But really, obviously, the, the real like meat of the event is watching frogs have sex with each other. Yeah. And I i mean, it's really, it's just people want to see something tangible, you know? Sure. And, and they want to put down money to attend because all of the porn they've watched, just they, they become numb and they can't feel anything anymore. And so frogs having oh. sex live in a Beyblade arena becomes sort of the only thing that feels real and feels right. <laughs> the, only, <laughs> the,
0: only, the only way they can feel some spark of life again.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Right. You yeah. got to stay ahead of that curve. Yeah. Yeah. If you know so, what I mean, right? And here's the thing:
1: this is kind of apocalypse proof. You
0: well, know, actually, no matter, you're right.
1: No matter what happens to global economies, to we're gonna you know, have large frogs. And we're gonna have Beyblades.
2: Powers, <laughs> we're gonna have
1: frogs. <laughs> we're gonna at least have the leftover Beyblade arenas. You know, <laughs> whether the company is still making Beyblades or repairing them or, or, or mm-hmm. coming out with sort of new versions and, and you know whatever they're doing to the meta uh, with the Beyblade, <laughs> like you know. Uh, community, it doesn't really matter because the arenas are still going to be there and you can still have frogs have sex in them and charge people whatever bottle caps or Mm -hmm. you know, food or ammunition or whatever is happening in the New World Order. Uh, You can still do this. So these are all skills that transfer to whatever
0: happens in the future. (laughs) Oh, well, that's a plus. Well, thanks, Austin. Yeah, no problem.
1: Andrew, I was thankful to hear you talk about Thanksgiving in our last episode,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: and I will be very thankful to hear what you have to say about this one, and if maybe you've learned anything <laughs> at all <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I've about, learned... honestly,
1: about how much that we do for you oh. all the
0: time. Well, you won't catch me throwing any of your prized belongings into a fireplace, So I learned that.
1: No, that's good. That's good. That's a start. Uh, the next thing I'm going to do for you is read the synopsis for King of the Hill, uh, season three, episode seven, nine pretty darn angry men. And the synopsis goes while shopping at the mall on black Friday, Hank, Dale, Bill con and Boomhauer are invited to be part of a focus group for a new mower with cotton as an uninvited guest. Luann goes ice skating to forget about Buckley, and Peggy falls asleep at a shoe repair shop after tearing her loafer.
0: Uh, another very factual point missing.
1: <laughs> yes, but she's yeah, completely sort of missing the, <laughs> the <laughs> core emotional the heart center of, of, core, of this episode.
0: Yes, totally. Like mentioning the mom at all. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, or Thanksgiving. <laughs> or Thanksgiving.
0: Well, technically, it's true. Most like 90% of this episode takes place on Black Friday instead of Thanksgiving. Yes.
1: But emotionally, they're still stuck at that table, you know? Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's a, wow. Nice, nice, uh, nice way to phrase it, Austin.
1: I know. I went to college. And it's making <laughs> you
0: like not just enjoy jokes right now. Like you're and like you're hotter,
1: like, more attractive. Yeah. More likable. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I know. It's this. really doing it for me, college boy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Rory, talk yeah. to us about King the Hill about you you picked this episode
0: yeah, I mean, I picked it from a number of of uh high quality candidates, and so part of this episode was was um what I thought would work well in our in our setting and mm-hmm. with our with our episode um this one i think uh is is while well, it has it has that sort of Uh, meaning of meaning of uh, thick bird day at the end. Yeah, (laughs) is sort of mostly about the negative sides of the holidays. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, the family you uh, don't appreciate, (laughs) (laughs) and the way that you navigate the
1: the interpersonal. You know, all of the rivalries and all of the sort of frustrations
0: that, yeah it's like the ultimate version of that thing we were talking about Of like no you need to address the entirety of our relationship and how we got here like <laughs> yeah. we've been keeping score and you're not keeping score the same way i am and it's 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 very uh it's very intense i like that uh so like the 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 center the center of this is with uh yeah let's the,
1: do let's re-summarize this episode
0: yeah it didn't
1: the, really work
0: So we set up at the beginning the lawnmower stuff. So uh, Hank loves his Mason 1500 lawnmower uh, like a lot. And he's extremely excited about the opportunity to participate in a Mason Corporation focus group. (laughs) it's
1: It's a riding mower, which is important to state.
0: Yes. Yeah. And as he points out, a focus group is a chance for the informed lawnmower <laughs> consumer to give valuable input to the Mason Corporation in a comfortable mall setting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love the way that Hank is such a like is such a rube for capitalist marketing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, it's so good and he's disappointed every time, too. Yeah. He never learns. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he's interrupted by his mom, who he asked to tell him when Celine Dion is off the field. Hank, you asked me to tell you when Celine Dion is off the field. She's off. Thanks,
2: mom. <laughs> Aren't moms great? Yeah, yeah they, they are. are.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> the, we assume, yeah, for the, for the, for the, know, game, know, for the, for the yeah. Super Bowl or not Super Bowl,
0: the, but yeah, the the, the, the football, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's off. Uh, which thanks mom which sets up sets up that his mom is there. He loves his mom, and then uh, is promptly interrupted by Cotton Hill arriving for Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, yeah, that his... was
0: not the deal. Yes, <laughs> and
1: and we'll state again. I, I mean, uh, hopefully everybody who's listening at this point is familiar with King of the Hill. Yeah, but Cotton Hill is Hank's terrible father who killed 50 men, and he is divorced from Hank's mom. And has remarried a young, a very younger woman named Dee Dee. She went yeah. to kindergarten
0: with Hank. God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh and Tilly, his his uh previous wife and Hank's mom, uh, is very like I, I like her character because she's clearly like I don't think she's actively rankled by Cotton. I mean she is, but like she's so over it at this point to some degree she... that like she's like you know, she's not, like, getting into fights with him. She's we just, like, kind of resigned to, like, we, well, yeah, that's just Cotton. We, we don't paint the picture of a particularly happy couple, but we we, we see a person who we can believe stayed married to Cotton Hill for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean,
1: I think part of, though, like, maybe suspense isn't the right word, but part of the dramatic tension is that Hank's mom is kind of a black box this whole episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For, for two-thirds of the episode, she is, you know... Uh, she's just bummed ab- and dis-
0: she's just disappointed and yeah. We moping. zoom in on her facial expressions and we're like, mo- like Mona Lisaing it, right? Like, what yeah. is what does this? We mean? don't like, really what is get what, like, her
1: wh- thoughts until you know, kind of a bomb drop later uh-huh. uh, in the episode.
0: Yeah, and Cotton is being awful, and it was he wasn't supposed to be there. It was Mom's turn to have Thanksgiving with Hank's family, but they're both there now because Cotton's a shit and. He spends the whole dinner, like, immediately just saying extremely awful stuff, culminating in a moment with lots of dramatic zoom-ins on family members' faces, where he says she was bad in bed.
2: Of course, bad as Tilly was in the kitchen, she was even worse in the bedroom! <laughs> Ooh, um, I said the woman
0: was lousy in the sack.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's also, there's a really weird moment where... And it's not really a weird moment. It's just a weird coincidence that uh, Patty and Selma, one of the things they brought, they found out Marge was cooking turkey and they brought food because they didn't trust it. They brought trout almondine Mm. and Cotton mentions here that at some point, uh, was it was it the mom, Hank's mom, who tried to poison him with chicken almondine? (laughs) Yes. and It just, you know, they both both episodes mention almondine, which I was not. Really familiar with <laughs> as a concept until, you know, back to back almondine references. But it's kind of funny because, because cotton, you know, mentions being poisoned by, by chicken almondine. And I did also recently learn that there is a common mistake where a variety of almonds are poisonous and hmm. people buy who get the wrong almonds that are meant for like industrial use and oh, not just wow. like regular raw consumption that raw almonds of this variety are poisonous so oh, weird it, i thought is, he was
0: getting at the fact that cyanide tastes like almonds
1: it, and uh, it's possible but it is also true that it weird there might be truth Th- in the that fact there's that there's also that <laughs> bad he almonds. almost been poisoned by the wrong almonds <laughs> um, so i don't know
0: yeah uh what i think is what i think is great uh and again is is such a Such a good, like, a a clear strength of this show constantly is that, like, it gets, it really gets to the heart of what's going on. And, like, Hank doesn't say too much at the dinner table. He tries to keep the peace at the dinner table. And later that night, he's in bed with Peggy. And Peggy straight up says. You defended Troy Aikman more than you defended your mother. Mom knows how it is with dad. And there were six dropped passes. All Troy can do is get it there. <laughs> but it's so, it's so real. Like Peggy sees exactly, like straight to the problem because she's so glued in. Well, that's also interesting too. Just given that Peggy's usually the one kind of not picking up this kind of thing. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, I just kind like she's the last thought, one like, to realize that uh Joseph is John Redcorn's kid. For example, oh, sure, 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 sure. I I feel like it's because i don't know i think i feel like it's because they're both women to some degree that she's like oh you know, for sure clued in i what i mean is it's a nice moment for peggy to kind yeah. of have have sort of some a little bit of know acuity. exactly what's going on yeah. yeah 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 and she doesn't like go on about it you know you know she's not like but you know no she she's too busy she's...
1: clipping coupons and uh getting <sighs> ready for for black friday for a full day of black friday shopping
0: yes But, you know, she makes sure to say it, and I like that she, I like like that moment a lot. Yeah, Um, it's great. And so everything goes to shit the next day, so they all go to the mall for different reasons. Um, Luann's is hilarious. It's my favorite part of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) We just gotta drop the clip.
2: I'm taking Bobby ice skating at the mall. We're gonna go meet guys.
1: I'm the bait. What? Guys love single moms. <laughs> um, I'm the painist <laughs> <laughs> there was another really good line earlier during thanksgiving um where uh uh Bobby is talking with with uh cotton and cotton says diddy's your grandmom too, Bobby. your pretty grandmom, dad, just god the idea of of this like young you order Bobby leave the room this <laughs> Yeah. Fuck! Yeah. This young woman is also your grandma now. Is like, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: God. So, uh, so I'll we'll we'll just say this. We'll we'll finish Peggy's storyline right now. She wants to go get all the shopping done at Black Friday. She they all wake up super early to get there to the mall. And oh my the, god, the fucking line! <laughs> she wants to get up at four. <laughs> yeah and she was up all ne- night too i have never gotten up that early in my life unless fish were involved <laughs> <laughs> but the first thing she does is the, the the sole like tries to come off of her shoe and so she goes to the like cobbler at the mall and he's like she she's like, I need to fix the sole on a on a woman's loafer. And he's like, oh, that'll take like five minutes. And he goes, this is a man's loafer. Goes, it's a uni loafer. He's <laughs> you like, better oh, this sit down. Is, this is going to take a while. Like, I love the idea that a man's loafer somehow takes <laughs> yeah. extra long to glue. <laughs> yeah. But while being there, she falls asleep and sleeps the entire day and is still the in the cobbled shop when, when they're closing up for the night at the end of the episode because uh, she stayed up all night. So she yeah. doesn't actually get to be a part of the rest of the episode, aside from having that really good comment early on. But it is very funny.
1: <laughs> it, it So it's sort of bizarre that the, structurally what the episode does is spend a good chunk of time building up Peggy's B-plot, right? I mean, the A-plot is just Hank and Cotton and the lawnmower focus group and Thanksgiving. And, like, that's all sort of this, like, A-plot that's building. Mm-hmm. And then Peggy's building this B-plot of, like, I'm going to go to Black Friday. I'm going to do all this shopping. and then. We get like a c plot of of uh, of Luanne and Bobby, Yes. and then Peggy's thing completely just disappears, <laughs> you know, and yeah, and yeah, and I guess Luanne and Luann and Bobby's thing doesn't really get
0: no, it doesn't go no, they, anywhere. They, it doesn't like really get scene. any
1: time. They yeah, get like well, so we can scene. talk about
0: that right now too. Also, we can focus on the rest. I I love Luanne and Bobby's moment. So they're going ice skating at the mall, and. I guess, so I don't remember the exact details, but I guess Luanne's last boyfriend died. Buckley exploded in a, <laughs> a probe when he blew up the Megalomart. <laughs> so, so Bobby's trying to convince her to, to, you know, get out there. And she, uh, she ends up tripping and falling and crying. And she goes, they're, they're playing Buckley in my song. <laughs> and the song that's playing is rock and roll part two by... Gary Glitter? Is that his name?
1: Yeah, famously uh, well, I think he child molester.
0: Yes, he is. He he is child molester. But the song famously from every sporting event you've ever been to. Yeah. Nah, nah,
2: nah, nah, hey,
0: <laughs> but and like <laughs> the idea that that's their song is really really funny. And you know, if that's all that C plot ends up being good for is that one joke, I'm happy. Yeah. Well, we're just sort of, it's its a part of the sort of ongoing Luann saga that doesn't fit well into our show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But when the show was much more serialized, she has this long-term boyfriend who explodes, and <laughs> you know, she goes through the grieving period with that. Um, uh, she loses all her hair in the explosion because she was near it. Yes, I remember that. Right. Yeah. So,
1: basically, that leaves most of the rest of the episode is all... On this lawnmower focus group uh, slash parody of 12 Angry Men.
0: Yeah. Uh, I find or- something really interesting with this. Uh, they don't kind of try to hide the fact that they're doing 12 Angry Men like a lot of shows might not hide, but, you know, not call overt yeah. attention. I to mean, it. it's
1: it's the title is nine pretty darn angry. Men. Yeah.
0: But also the thing that the the juxtaposition between the lawnmower and the and Hank's mom is also called out as opposed to Agreed. left sort of, it's which I I find just two two interesting choices. Yeah. Yeah. It would totally. have been.
1: Yeah. The fact that they you could have been early, really twee about it. And yes, yeah mentioned at the it. end the very end of the episode, Hank suddenly realized, oh, wait a gosh darn minute. I've been defending the mower. I should be defending my mother.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like that. no. There's a there's a different version of this episode where in a in an at the emotional fever pitch, Hank finally goes, "You can't talk about my mom like that." I mean, the mower. Yes, you know what I mean. Exactly. Like right. other shows right. would have done that. Yeah. <laughs> but instead, yeah, they're like they're really They're really upfront about it. How like <laughs> that he's dealing with these two these yeah. two feelings, and they're like sort of similar and all the other uh-huh. men in the room are like stop dealing with your daddy issues <laughs> well we're and, talking about you know, a mower
1: <laughs> the last time we covered king of the hill uh pretty extensively with like aisle 8a mm, um yes. was like hank's whole sort of like and and the the poop episode right about like mm-hmm. hank being so buttoned up and so like emotionally stunted and repressed that he needs a vehicle to be able to have these conversations, right? Yeah, Literally, right. a riding lawnmower <laughs> is that vehicle.
0: Yes. Um,
1: yes. But that you know, he he is not equipped to just honestly talk to Cotton, at least without a run-up, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Like he gets, but like to just say, "Hey, I please stop disrespecting my mother." Yeah. Um. You know, he he's gotta he's gotta, you know, find a way in. He's
0: gotta put it through the mower cipher. Yeah, mm. exactly. They'll never crack it. Um <laughs> Yeah, so the basically he tries to keep the the focus group a secret from Cotton because he doesn't want Cotton there, but Cotton ends up finding out anyway because Dale and Bill run into him in the bathroom and just blab the whole thing.
1: Well, and this uh, is probably why he didn't invite Bill to begin with. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, because Bill's a fucking fuck up. <laughs> but in the end they all end up in there and hank brought his cadre so that he'd have more voices who would go like follow his lead and and strongly give his opinion to the mason corporation uh but that kind of falls apart as they all just sort of end up going rogue and enamored nothing... by the bells and whistles of well yeah because
1: they reveal this... they reveal the mason 2500 this which... sort of
0: monstrosity of modernity mm-hmm. to get college with it <laughs> to get a little college with it oh uh-huh. i like that <laughs> <laughs> that's making you very attractive <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: yeah no i mean hank just hates this this brand new mower because it it's unfamiliar and new and well it
0: also gave up all of the all of the mowing uh cap- capabilities for yeah for toys for, and add-ons yeah, and it's pay, expensive pay per and, add-ons
1: yeah and it's going to make his current mower obsolete, obsolete.
0: Yeah, because they're going to yeah. not support his model anymore. And right. yeah, so he's got a lot of grievances now with the Mason Corporation, but everyone else who's in there is is really taken in. I want to point out the other characters that are in here because they're fascinating. So Constantine yes. and important is here, uh, which is always fun. But uh, and then and then there's also this uh, like used car salesman character who's here, who I'm assuming is a re- is a recurring character that I just don't remember. But he is, he's a big character. Okay. But the third character is absolutely incredible, and it's this reverend who's lost his faith.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, and it potentially has drowned a boy. Reverend Hubert, I didn't drown that boy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He says,
2: Boy, is Hubert, minister, although I've lost my faith. Of course, I did find a pretty great parking space
0: on my way in. But the Lord works in such mysterious ways, who the hell knows? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh, it's who was voiced so by billy
1: bob thornton Yeah, i saw him in the credit somebody
0: i feel like somebody I, was
1: voiced I, by him
0: i feel like it is is it not is it the reverend i'm gonna have to look it up it's gotta be
1: right unless he comes back for that used car salesman
0: guy we're gonna we're looking it up on the wiki on the wiki is it that no thatherton is it thatherton now i'm now i'm the bad fan Oh no! We'll cut out all of this. Nobody, <laughs> you'll keep you keep your cred.
1: No, and then and then Andy will say who it is, and then you'll say, "Yeah, that's what I thought."
0: <laughs> okay, great. Billy Bob Thornton as Boy Reverend Boyce Hubert. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. Just that's what you called. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. No, it's 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 really it's really funny because they all they all love this this mower, and then the episode becomes about how Hank can turn the tide and uh get everyone thinking the way he does to really right. stick Hank it to the Mason is the head court.
1: juror and he's trying to convince a, a hung jury mm-hmm. you know to 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 find a conviction basically. Yeah. Um and uh Cotton especially doesn't like the mower. Or, or sorry, Cotton especially loves the mower. Yeah. And so he's going to be the most you know, he's gonna be the stalwart.
0: He loves new and hot.
1: Yes, it is. It is sleek, like a young woman. And Hank's old <laughs>
0: mower is. Uh, oh my God! What does he say?
2: I, I like the mower. It's got a lot of nice curves, like a pretty young woman. Hank's mower is like a dumpy fishwife. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh my God.
0: Yeah. So this leads up to my favorite sequence in the episode where Hank uh, is one by one making really decisive points to convince people to take his side. Um, My favorite one is Boomhauer because he's like talking about how Boomhauer likes the seat warmer and he's like, well, what the hell? What about your beer? Where do you keep your beer? Between your legs. The seat worm is just going to be warming up your beer. And Boomer's <laughs> response is like, "No man, I don't want warm beer like a dog. got a damn Euro you trash, man. who's am drinking that old warm crap. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, I love that he's like immediately like, I don't want warm beer. That's what Europeans drink. Uh, but at the end, it's just Cotton who's the holdout. And at this moment in time, so there's been a really, uh, if you want to call it a D or an E plot, there's one scene that's kind of fun where uh, Dee Dee. where Tilly, Tilly and Dee Dee are like, I guess, hanging out together in the mall and just sort of commiserating. Like, you know, like Tilly essentially says, you know, I wish Hank would have. Stuck up for me. And Didi goes, Well, if it makes you feel any better, Hank doesn't
2: stick up for me either. His own stepmother.
1: <laughs> oh. Man, what a what a punch. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, Yeah, that's real. I mean, that's wild, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and and it's it's such a good sucker punch line because as the viewer, I think a lot of us. You know, assuming we hadn't, maybe, I don't know if we were watching the the kind of fleshing out that Dee Dee's had in other episodes, but just going in blind. As the viewer, I had written off Dee Dee completely. Right, You right. know, like, she was She's mostly
0: a joke vehicle, but. Right. But you feel for her, like, as a modern viewer watching this young woman married to Cotton Fucking Hill, you're like, yeah. oh, what circumstances led to this? Yes. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, again, right, we don't we don't think about we think about, oh, she's just the young whatever. And like, oh, yeah, she's she's a person. And the show kind of comes in and knows that you're not treating her seriously up to this point and brings that line of like, yeah, Hank also doesn't stick up for me. And it's like, oh, shit, everybody's suffering under Mm -hmm. this man's regime cotton, I guess. But but Hank as well being, you know, completely ineffective.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the main the main thing here is that Tilly, when trying to find the ladies room, ends up wandering into the other side of the one way glass where the the Mason Corporation guys are watching this focus room. And so she ends up hearing the argument that breaks out between Hank and Cotton. And Hank says, my mower is not too old and my mom was not too old. But this isn't about my mom, and it's certainly not about my mower. It's about a bitter old man who blames everybody but himself for all his own problems. And if you ever talk about my mom or my mower like that again, you're not welcome
2: in my house. Amen.
0: And, you know, it sucks that he couldn't do that when his mom was in the room, but she heard it. right? And she's thankful for it. Much
1: like Homer overheard the other conversation from a window Mm -hmm. um we have yeah we have this conversation being overheard and i was honestly i was really curious about how the episode was going to wrap everything up you know it was getting you know near the end and i'm like they haven't decided on a mower but there's this whole (laughs) other like yeah this the the real important issue has not even been touched you know how are they going to dovetail all of this right Mm-hmm. And they do that by, they abridged all of that by, yeah, by having the mom show up behind the glass and, and,
0: and witness all of it. Yeah.
1: Which is kind of a shortcut. And, but it, you know, it works.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it does though, you know, again, it, it does sort of leave me wanting for more Hank growth because he sort of. I mean, he 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 didn't miss the point, but like half the point is that his mom needed to know that (coughs) he was on her side. Mm -hmm. And that would have been nice to do publicly.
2: It's kind of there. It's
0: it's kind of brilliant, though, in the sense that, like, you're doing this this show that's going to have multiple seasons that are 20 Mm -hmm. plus episodes that he can't have exponential growth. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um right. But it's also believable that Hank is dragged kicking and screaming to grow 1% <laughs> and the thing you love about it too though is that like he does he yeah. pretty In much 100 episodes with,
1: later you know <laughs> you know he's a
0: little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's a great moment and Cotton just has to eat it and you know, I I I like that. I like that quite a bit. And uh, and it's fun because, like, yeah, this episode doesn't take place on Thanksgiving, but it is like, you know, these are uh, again, I mean, not not like bringing up personal things, but like, you know, how many times have you had like a family gathering or something and something happened there? You didn't feel like you could address it because this is supposed to be a happy day. And then you fester on it for like a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And like that's that's so real because like the effects of Thanksgiving last longer than the tryptophan.
1: Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Like Yeah. Yeah, there's also something really real about like the you know, the the person in this episode who really needs to change or needs to do something is not Cotton. Yeah. It's Hank. <laughs> you know, and Cotton was the, you know, as far as we're aware, the main offender here. But he's a known you know, everybody's written off cotton as being terrible, right? Yes. The fact that it's sort of Hank who who is the the one who needs to budge on this, I think is is really fascinating and hits in the gut, right? Is like, yeah. how many times have I, you know, not stood up how you know, when have I just sort of not said anything or or seen, you know, been passive to just, oh, I don't know. I mean yeah, I, I think originally Hank said right to Peggy when she is like,
0: oh, yeah, she knows know, what oh, she knows. He knows she, she knows,
1: knows the deal with Dad, the deal with Hank. Right. Or she knows what how Cotton's like. So, you know, you get used to this kind of mm-hmm. this kind of I don't, violence isn't the right word, but that kind of, you know, haranguing, I guess.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: And uh no, it's yeah, just, I mean, it's. it's, it's a,
0: it's so interesting the way that they can kind of ebb in and out of realism with Cotton because he's he's awful to the point of absurdity. So mm-hmm. you were sort of he can be a character you you find enjoyment from in a in the context of a cartoon, um, but the show doesn't ever let you totally forget that he's a terrible human being. He's yeah. done real harm to real people. Yep.
1: Yeah, he's not just a a weird sort of Kramer character that shows up and nothing he does has. Like emotional, uh, you know, it has emotional impact, right? It hurts yeah. people. Right. It really hurts people, and that sucks like to the, watch. like the
0: real Kramer, <laughs> right? <laughs> 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 well, since we didn't give handy step by step instructions on how to spatchcock a thick bird, my expectations are pretty low that he's learned anything that he's that his, that his takeaway is is uh is high, but who knows let's 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 hear from let's hear it from the thick bird's mouth himself
1: <laughs> also could you pass the could you pass the green beans
0: uh yeah because i don't want these. i I don't want i don't want green beans oh can i say one of my favorite little little character moments in that episode of king of the hill was when part of the reason he loves it when it's his mom's uh year to visit is that she eats the dark meat and doesn't complain yes Uh, which is funny because like that's such a low stakes reason to prefer your mom's company to your to cottons (laughs) but also the fact that we've sort of put out that cotton will take the dark meat and then just bitch about it is yeah (laughs) fucking on point
1: well and 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 yeah it it keeps adding to that dynamic that i think again is so real of like when you have a family member who doesn't complain a lot it's so easy it's so easy to just i don't know like to not or to not well to not know when they when things suck for them yeah, right? that too, like maybe that too. she doesn't like the dark meat, but she keeps taking it because she just sort of takes on, you know, and stays quiet and just takes on all of the, you know, and you get to forget about them because they don't complain.
0: And and that's a sort of and <laughs> this gets way deeper into the lore. Uh, I mean, Peggy's a terrible cook, right? She yeah. makes Peggy and meatballs. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, what is it? Uh. Something with wolf brand chili. It's like she has like a weekly <laughs> roster of, of food she cooks. Right. I'll tell you. Here's what I learned about Thanksgiving. If I can eat the dark meat. Oh, yeah. Like, and that, the, the, the point I was actually trying to get to is like that there, there's a reasonable chance eating the dark meat is unpleasant.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, don't don't be a little piece of shit. Eat the dark meat. It's good. Like have some dark meat, have some light meat, have some of that breast, take some of the thigh. Don't just don't just be a piece of shit.
1: Also get to the mall early. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, get to the mall early. That is another meaning of Thanksgiving. If you're gonna do Black Friday, show up early. What the fuck is wrong with you? Don't do Black Friday. But if you do Black Friday, get there early. Um the other meaning of Thanksgiving is uh glory glory to the thick bird. And mm-hmm. Uh, and, and to our
1: canonical God of, of Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the Christian Jesus Christ.
0: Yes, the Christian Jesus Christ. Thank you for your role in American Thanksgiving. We all know right. what it was.
1: We and believe in Christ's you know, divinity, uh, that he is God, that he took over his father's position in a bloody coup, uh, and now he rules supreme. It is only yes. Jesus. God. Peggy's line about how your father
2: is going to ruin this Thanksgiving as surely as Squanto and his band of Indians ruined the first one.
0: Oh my God. <laughs>
1: oh so boy. upsetting. I was hoping we could just <laughs> let that. <laughs>
0: I, that was, that was, that was meant to stay like that. Yes, was, yeah, uh, obviously. Yeah. yeah, it was okay, not. yeah. So yes, I think, I think Peggy's... it's, I think it's fair to bring up. It wasn't oh, like,
1: sure. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> oh God, it's so upsetting. You feel bad hearing uh, there's a uh,
0: there's another Thanksgiving episode. I think I've mentioned it where uh, John Redcorn is talking to Bobby about Thanksgiving, and Bobby's like, "How come? How do your people celebrate Thanksgiving?" And he just says, "We did once." <laughs> 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 oh. I like to end this episode uh in the traditional way with Austin singing us one of the traditional Thanksgiving carols.
1: Oh sure, of course. Okay, well
0: The Ballad of the Thick Bird?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um Uh Pass the beans, you know what that means? and we respect the christian god he is jesus he killed his father and he rules in heaven's house past the green beans and the thick bird he is our lord that is his word and we love thanksgiving let's go buy some food (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yes. <laughs> ha <laughs>